Hello, welcome to another episode of Ask a Jew, where a secular, sinful Israeli speaks to her holy religious friend. I am Yael, here with Chayalea. Happy Hanukkah, Chayalea. Hi, Yael. Happy Hanukkah. Maccabees of modern-day Judaism. Not yeah. entirely sure um, what they did. I know they're a good basketball team in Israel. Well, I was um, pleased, I mean, jumping right into this conversation with uh, mentioning Eli Lake's episode on oh. Hanukkah. But he he said that Maccabees and Hasidim are the same. So He also said that Maccabees are the Jewish Taliban. So. Well, <laughs> I'm preferring the other comparison because I don't like that comparison. Wait, before we start, before we start talking about somebody else's podcast, with all due respect <laughs> to Eli Lake. Um, we love you, Eli. Uh, please, if you want to uh, help us grow, if you're not an anti-Semite, prove it. Uh, <laughs> like us on uh, Instagram, Ask a Jew Pod, and follow us on Substack, askajew.substack.com. And uh, if you rate and review us on Apple iTunes, that really helps us grow. So yes. please do that. Um, and you. now we can talk about Eli Lake, who has a much better podcast than ours. <laughs> uh, but we we adore well, him for it. Let me tell you why Eli has a great podcast. Why? Because Eli prepares. <laughs> and his opening monologue is so good on every episode. And listen, if you didn't have 17 kids, if you didn't have 17 kids and 500 (laughs) Shabbat dinners every day, we could prepare too. Um, Uh, But he did a great episode about Hanukkah where he told the story of Hanukkah. Um, But if if you listen to our podcast, you know that we have um, on holidays, um, we, me, Yael, the secular one, uh, likes to juice (laughs) blame. The holidays to my my holy friend here, Chaylea, as I understand them. Oh um, boy! Let's so, do you go. want me to tell you the story of Hanukkah? I would love to hear what you think Hanukkah is about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what 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 you guys don't know, by the way, is after I tell her and she like rolls her eyes and then she explains the Hanukkah <laughs> story to me. Then her father, the rabbi, calls her after and tells her that her rendition is also an <laughs> incorrect. She she is she is the rabbi of this podcast, at least. Okay, exactly. So, story of Hanukkah. Once upon a time, in a magical land called Israel. <laughs> Um, (laughs) in a make-believe land, make-believe place called Jerusalem, a city on a hill, um, there were these Jews and they were in a temple and it was destroyed. And then it was really dark there and they tried to light (laughs) a candle and there were Greeks there. We didn't, we didn't like them. Um, they didn't like us. It was kind of, we were beefing with the Greeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, they tried to light a candle, the Jews, and then um, they found some oil to light a candle. And they were like, oh, no, we only have a little bit of oil. What are we going to do? And then that oil lit up the uh, darkness, <laughs> metaphorical darkness, real darkness, nobody knows, um, for eight days. And then they all spun dreidels. Wow. Um, and ate chocolate and they fought the Greeks <laughs> and the Greeks went back to Greece. And that's wow. why you don't really see a lot of Greeks in uh, Israel nowadays. Amazing. Happy Hanukkah, everyone. That's a great telling of the story. I mean, really <laughs> on point. Um, what, the dreidel part I, especially is that's very the, our, true. Our, 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 our forefathers, our ancestors played the dreidel. Um, in the dark or in the light rather because they had uh, the oil to last Um, they played dreidel drinking games Mm -hmm. as one does Mm -hmm. and ate latkes and donuts Mm -hmm. and um, you know I think there was a Hanukkah bush involved 
Oh, for sure. sure. Absolutely. Um, And then, of course, they took their money and made it into chocolate and ate it, which I think is the most (laughs) unintentionally hilarious anti-Semitic tradition. I know. It's so funny. The chocolate gelt. It's pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah, that story is not true, what you just said. Uh I mean, that whole thing is wrong. I mean, there's elements of true parts Mm -hmm. to that, but man, that's... Jerusalem you're, you're, is a real place. Jerusalem is, that what you're Jerusalem is a real place. The <laughs> temple was not destroyed during the story of Hanukkah. <laughs> okay. But something was destroyed. They did not light the menorah because it was dark. Okay. <laughs> I meant no metaphorically dark. Uh, it was Hanukkah is actually a really interesting holiday. Um, it's one of two rabbinic as we say, holidays. It's not in the Torah, obviously, mm. because oh, it happened. Ethiopian Jews never celebrated it. Right. It happened later. And so the holidays that are in the Torah, things like Rosh Hashanah, Passover, and Sukkot, um, are different. Hanukkah and Purim are the two holidays that happened after the Torah was finally, you know, canonized, whatever. Mm-hmm. After um, it went print. Yeah, exactly. So Hanukkah happened during the time of the Second Temple. Mm-hmm. And there were um, different empires that were competing for the land mm-hmm. um, of Israel at the time, Judea. Mm-hmm. Um, Not unlike today. They were like from the Greeks. They weren't actually, I mean, we say Greeks, we call them Yuvenim in Hebrew. I mean, mm-hmm. they were kind of Greeks, but there were like different ones. There were the Ptolemaic Greeks in Egypt, and then there were the Seleucid ones in Syria. These were the Seleucid, there was a guy Antiochus. I forgot how to say his name in English. Sorry, but I'm sure someone can send us an email. How do you say? No, but the reason I know the Greeks is when I was growing up. So Maccabi Tel Aviv, the Maccabees of Tel Aviv is yeah. a big basketball team in Israel. And they, when I was growing up, they would always play off against the other best team in the league, which was Panathinaikos, the Greek team. Oh, so it was always very symbolic. That That's the cute. Greeks and the yeah. Maccabees played. Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, they're kind of Greeks, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were... You know, one of the things they did when they conquered lands in the ancient times was that everybody would like assimilate and become, you know, take on the sort of lifestyle of the conquerors, which makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, and of course, the Jews were no different. They were adopting, mm-hmm. you know, all of the different things that were the Greeks were introducing like to the land. Playing uh, sports in the nude. What I understand from Eli Lake's podcast, right? Exactly. A lot of different things like that. And then it got worse and they started banning Jewish practices. Um, They started to ban things like circumcision and keeping Shabbat. And so there was this one family, the family of Matatiahu, um, the Maccabees. Again, listen to Eli Lake's episode and you'll hear all the details. I'm not going into all the details here, but the Hashmanayim stood up against it and they said, we're not going to let this happen. Our Jewish tradition is too important to us. And they led a revolt against them. And they were actually revolting against other Jews who were Hellenized, right? Who mm. were assimilated. The um, and so it was kind of a civil war as well as a war against a mighty empire. Mm. And the Jews, the Maccabees, were successful. Um, they were able to take back the temple and throw out the idols and all the stuff that the Greeks had put in there. And the menorah was something that they did every day in the temple. The priests would light the menorah. Um, and so they wanted to do that again as a rededication of the temple being used in the right holy way. Um, but they found they only had one uh, flask of oil mm-hmm. and they yeah, were not going to get oil. enough oil for like a week or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was a miracle that that little flask, 
instead of just burning out in one day, lasted for eight days till they get got a new um, a new shipment of pure olive oil. Mm. Um, so that is the miracle. The miracle is also about the the war, right? So there's two parts. There's the menorah part, and then there's the war part. And uh, that's Hanukkah. I mean, then we celebrate eight days, you know, commemorating the lighting of the menorah and the defeat of the Greeks and the rededication of the temple. Um, and we do that by, you know, spinning a dreidel, which has not, that has does not come from that time period. It's not That's in much the, later. In the Torah. Yeah, okay. and people don't realize, but you know, there's two different dreidels, one in Israel and one outside of Israel. Oh, I do know that. Yeah. Did you know that? There's different yeah. letters because yep. the one the dreidels have on each side a different letter that represents a word. So the word the word is Neskadol Hayasham. That's the one we have here. A great miracle mm-hmm. happened there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have Nun Gimel Shin on our dreidel, but in Israel, obviously the miracle happened there. So they mm-hmm. say Neskadol Hayapo that a great miracle mm. happened here. So they have a pay instead of a shin. Anyway, cute that's, little. It's great business, like kind of, <laughs> great business. you know, leveraging your brand, making more products. I Is love playing it. dreidel fun? I, I'm still trying to decide. I, I, I'm not sure. I mean, depends what you do, what you play on. If you're betting yeah. or if you're playing a dreidel drinking game, it can yeah, be Yeah, I guess dreidel drinking game is more the fun. cool kids would spin it upside down. You know, that's... Mm. I That's can do really that. really cool if you can spin it on. I can spin like, it upside down. Yeah, me too. Me can too. you do two like, at a time? I could do two at a time. Yeah, of course. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> What's so hard about doing two at a time? Well, not everyone has the same motor skills in their left hand oh, as they do sorry, in their right. Oh, in both hands? Yes. Oh, I thought you meant have one going and then immediately do another one. No, like well, can you do oh. – I can well, do both. Question. I, I don't mm. – I, I wonder. Oh, you I'll mocked try. me I'll and you now know. you're not sure. <laughs> I'll let you know. Maybe – I don't know. Maybe you learned it in, in you know, yeshiva. I definitely no. have like nostalgic feelings about playing dreidel because like it was the one time of year like – I remember, I mean, it was just a nice feeling in my home. Like we would like the menorah. Everybody had a menorah. Took a little time. We would sing some songs. My mom would be making latkes. We would be sitting at the table playing mm. dreidel. Like I do have that like kind of nostalgic feeling about it. But mm-hmm. I feel like as an adult, when I've tried to play with my kids, I'm like, this is such a boring game. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I mean, it's not really a game. It's more of, I think it's more of an accessory. I think you're right? right. It's not something that's supposed to keep you busy for hours. But I didn't realize yeah. that you, like in Israel, you don't get presents every night. Yeah, we you're do not Americans. get presents. Yeah. But a lot of Americans do that. Yeah, that's, it's a big thing yeah. here. But that's, that's probably that. because it's we're Christmas so closely envy. related to, uh, yeah. Do you think there's, the do you think there's, holiday. do you have a lot of Christmas envy this time of year? We're going to have a really, really good Christmas episode, by the way. Yeah, I know. Um, I do have some. I mean, it's just Christmas is nice. The music and the colors and the lights and I don't know, gifts. I mean, it is nice. Is in America is to me like a very American thing. It's I I know it's a religious holiday, but it kind of I I like to to enjoy the spirit of it, which to me has nothing to do with Jesus Christ, sorry, well, Christians, and more to do with like Hallmark movies and right, pretty lights. Right. right. It is very warm and homey and cozy feeling. And I love the music. And I mean, I was in a, I stayed at an Airbnb last week and there was a Christmas tree in the Airbnb. Aww. So I got my opportunity to like sit next to it at night and like drink my hot drink. And I was like, Aww. you know what? It is kind of cute. But um, I definitely like have strong feelings about not celebrating Christmas as Jews. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
I, I mean, this is no judgment on anyone else and everybody has to find their own, um, like their own way of celebrating the holiday season, especially like couples who maybe come from different faiths and whatever. But it does, it does hurt me a little bit when I see Jews who like have no reason to, um, like celebrating Christmas and embracing Christmas. Like why? We have our own holidays. Like I just don't really... I don't where know. so where do you draw the line? Because you said you enjoy Christmas music, <laughs> but where would you draw the line? I definitely would never have a Christmas tree or yeah. like decorate my house in that way or like dress up for I don't know. But that's I mean again no judgment on other people. That's just how I feel. But you know what goys on Christmas and Orthodox Jews have in common? I just thought what? about this dressing up in the same clothes. <laughs> that is Seriously. some weird. I'm sorry. If you if you are out there and you're dressing your kids and you and your husband in the same pajamas, that's some weird shit. <laughs> I don't know. There are some things I don't understand. But then also Orthodox Jews like to maybe because it's like more economical. They like to buy their kids all the same clothes. Oh, my God. I loved it matching my kids. It was such a joy <laughs> for me when I would buy four sets of the same outfit. <laughs> I mean, and then it got to a point where my kids wouldn't do it anymore and it was sad. But like yeah. the matching thing, I mean, listen, when you have multiple kids, there's not a lot of things that bring you joy about dressing them. Yeah. So if you could feel good about an outfit they're wearing, it's a win. And I, I think, embrace that. What else do do people on Christmas and Orthodox Jews have in common? Well, like big meals and big meals. Um, some people family, go to church. Yeah, getting drunk. <laughs> getting drunk. Although the other, like you also hear a lot lately about so, and, and we're going to talk about this in our Christmas episode, um, which is going to be great. We have, um, you know, li- like every Christmas episode, we have a rabbi as a guest, but. Um, <laughs> We talk about, you know, the, the, the idea of Christmas being like a, a bit of like a fantasy or a bit of a dr- American dream kind of thing. But then you hear a lot re- lately about maybe because there's more discussion and openness about mental health, about like how Christmas is a really, really hard time for a lot of people. Yeah. Because they hate their families or maybe they they're just people are alone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I was saying, yeah, I was saying this before, but I just... Like, I get warm and cozy when I hear Christmas music and stuff, even mm-hmm. though I have zero Christmas memories. It's not like I grew up with a single Christmas thing happening. Yeah. But I think, like, I have a very warm and cozy family, so I kind of project that onto the holiday. But mm-hmm. when I think about a lot of people I know who are alone and maybe not celebrating with anyone and maybe not doing anything and maybe no one's even buying them gifts or maybe no one's even inviting them for mm. Christmas dinner, I just... it. It's the saddest thing for me to think about. And there are so many people like that. And there's so many people who look around and they're like, what do we have? You know, what do we, what do I have at this time of year? And mm. I know I project a lot of that onto people. Like I think to myself, oh my God, poor Yael. Like she's probably so <laughs> alone in the oh, city. Here I thought you and I were talking about those other poor souls. And now I realize you're actually talking about me. No, okay. like, I'm, I'm being I'm honest. Like, right, I- aren't those people losers? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not about being a loser. I just worry about you being alone in the city and like, who's she going to celebrate Hanukkah with and like, etc. But I realize that that's not fair of me to like project that on you because I don't think you feel that way. And even though I like don't understand life without a hundred people around me at all times, doesn't yeah. mean that other people can't find meaning and happiness in those moments. So I'm just being honest. Like, and, yeah. and by the way, you could have a million people around you and still be super lonely. I've had moments like that too. Yeah, hundred percent. But are you lonely, lonely and sad? Um, no. <laughs> <Okay>. I mean, 
Because <laughs> if you uh, now, Kyla, I say, because you know, if you need a helping hand or something, <laughs> here's a number of a hotline, but yeah. don't call me because I'm going to be with my family. <laughs> no, no, I'm Not actually, I, I no, I'll, I'll be, I'll be completely honest. I'm very fortunate to have a, a good, a good group of friends and um, a lot of people around me, and I actually do like the holidays. And and every holiday season is different, but yeah. you know, there's a lot going on. There are a lot of um, you know different things and parties and invitations and. And that's nice. Um, I think it, it gets harder like in the winter when it's after Christmas and, and all the fun is kind of out mm-hmm. of the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's just cold and people want to go out less and we're doing dry January and all these stupid things. <laughs> and there's kind of less um, less of a social life. But I think, I don't know, I think end of year is also like when people like to take stock of their life and think like what they've achieved and what they want to achieve and where they are. And I think that can get a little overwhelming um, yeah. for a lot of people, um, even people who, you know, maybe look like they have it all. But uh, you never know. You never know. People are I think what they regret. Right. I think one of the problems with our lives in this modern world in general and we might have talked about this on the pod before, but it's this, it, I think because of Hollywood and the media, which projects a certain expectation of what life should look like or should be like, mm-hmm. it puts all of us really at a disadvantage because nobody's life is like that, right? And so mm-hmm. even though I have what, you know, many would think of as like, oh, you have, a, you know, the family, the husband, the kids, the extended family, friends, like, yet okay, like, let me think about what I want my Hanukkah to look like. I want big gifts, right? I want all these Mm -hmm. things. I have all these expectations of what, you know, what my husband should be doing for me for Hanukkah, what my kids are going to get, what's my sister going to get me, what's the, you know, how is our Hanukkah party going to look? It should be like super fancy, but also fun. And I should be like the belle of the ball. Like, and then none of that happens, right? Mm. None of the gifts are correct. And none of like the party is a dud. Nobody can show up or whatever. Someone has COVID and now we're not having a party. You know what I mean? Like, it just never works out the way it is. And, but that's life. And like, we're so, I feel, I should say for, I should speak in first person language. Like I (laughs) feel ruined in a way by what Hollywood has created, right? This fake sense of what life should look like. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of work to undo that in a way. Do you understand what I'm saying? I a hundred percent understand. I don't know if I necessarily blame Hollywood. I think it's something internal that we all have, that we're always like imagining a better life for ourselves. Um, and, and, you know, it's kind of like the, we're so blessed in a way, and we live in such a modern world that yeah. I'll give you an example, a silly example. I'm, um, I'm, I'm moving soon and I'm shopping, um, for new furniture and very, it's a very exciting thing to do. It's fun, right? You get mm-hmm. to like, you know, you get to decorate your place and everything. And I'm, and I'm so anxious about not picking the right thing. Right. And it's because there the options are endless. Yeah. Endless. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. looking for a sectional sofa right now. There are three thousand websites I can choose from. And, and and you know, and like, oh, but what if I get this and I don't like the fabric and I don't like the right. and, and I could have gotten this for two hundred dollars less. And and it's like all these like you're so overwhelmed with with um uh what's the word I'm looking for? Not options, but um choices. No, um, I forgot, but, but, you know, you have all these, like all, all this like rich environment around you and all these like wonderful things. Um, and you know, it's kind of like, I, I didn't invent this. It's kind of like, you know, 
psychology one-on-one that when you have a lot of choices, you're always going to look over your shoulder and be like, right. oh, you know, I could have gotten that couch or I couldn't gotten this this boyfriend yeah, or, you know, that party was better than my party. Yeah, yeah, that, no, that's a real thing. But I, I, mm-hmm. I do think there's something particular about the holidays that there's a projection mm-hmm. in, through media and Hollywood of what it should look like. And it's very painful for people when it doesn't turn out that way. Yeah. I mean, I think about this dumb commercial that go plays every, I, I don't know if anyone watches TV anymore, but there's always the car commercial where like the husband walks in and he's like, I have a surprise for you. And they go outside and there's a brand new Lexus SUV yeah. with the big red like, you bow got on a car it. without talking to me. I mean, I would kill my me? husband if he did that. Like, I don't, <laughs> don't buy me a car without consulting me. First Remember of all. the Peloton ad? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, but, there, the idea that a husband would do such a grand gesture for his wife—I mean, that's ridiculous. Who's because doing he that? cheated on her like three months ago, and they're like still working through that. I know, I know. And now but she calls her mother, and she's like, "Can you believe that asshole got me a Lexus because he thought it would make up for cheating on me?" And then she does feel like it did. So it, that's the sad part. She yeah, stays so that you know. But the uh, point is, is that we have to undo that kind of those expectations so that we don't live in a constant state of disappointment, not dis- being disappointed <laughs> with our spouses or our partners or our kids or whatever, our parents, yeah. and just realize that like life is not like that. You know, there's no, Hollywood is fake and all that kind of stuff is fake. And even the way they portray the, ho- sorry, I'm being such a downer, but I'm being honest. Like mm. the way they portray the holidays is fake. So well, I'll be, I'll be my, the- that's the end of this episode. I'm I'll be the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> Fake. Don't go celebrate Hanukkah. Don't celebrate anything. Don't jump in front of a train. Um, <laughs> no, but I wanted to. I wanted to give the the optimistic side of that. That um, that that is. That, you know, that perception is fake, but also if you are feeling down, if you're feeling lonely, if you're feeling really low right now, that is also not, a, that is also a distorted reflection of reality. Right. right? That's because true. When That's if true. you're, if you're going through something bad, if you're depressed and you look around and everything seems gray, uh, you know, it, it, it's also not true. Right. The truth Good is point. kind of somewhere in the middle. Um, this is my free uh, mental, mental. No, but health. you're right. And and people who are not feeling good at this time of year, the best thing you could do is get out and find people, meet friends, call people, email us, strangers. email us at askajewpod <laughs> at gmail.com. Uh, tell us what you're, why you're lonely. I'll write you back immediately because I'll be sitting there in front of the computer <laughs> by myself, <laughs> like Bridget Jones, drinking Aww. wine and crying in Chaya's head. Oh, it's so sad. (laughs) Do you like Bridget Jones' Diaries? Do you like that movie? Yeah, yeah, it's funny. It's It's a funny funny. movie, but they never seem to match. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Colin Firth and her, it was not a good match. And and also like Hugh um, Hugh Jackman. Um, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Uh, Mm -hmm. I love anything that Hugh Grant is in. I'll I'll watch anything. Are you a Love Actually fan? Because I know there's like a big, Mm. people either hate it or love it. No, I never really really got into that. No. Oh my god, I'm, that I'm, scene where he's like holding those cards and telling Oh my her god, he loves are you her. kidding me? I, I love would, that. If if yeah, no. <laughs> not 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 for me. But um this is not for you. How about no, the Portuguese I'm, one who like the one the maid when his like the part with Colin Firth, he falls in love with like the Portuguese. Oh, and then you said the Yeah. Yeah, no. and he learns Portuguese for her. It's so romantic. Although, although I would, I will watch anything with Colin Firth in it. That yeah, is, that oh is my, my idea of a good Christmas. Um, totally. But I do, um, I, I, I do like uh, a good Christmas movie. I think, like, like everyone else, our friend uh, 
Bill Schultz, who is also a a former guest on this podcast, um, does a thing where he runs to different locations of different Christmas movies. Oh, that's cute. Um, and, and, you know, so he'll like run somewhere and then he'll do like a little video where he'll explain what happened here. Um, but so I, I, I get that sometimes and I get the like, you know, like the, 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 the dream and the, the fantasy of Christmas. And I, I want to like, I want to stand up for the fantasy of Christmas and Hollywood because <laughs> I think sometimes it's a good thing and it kind of makes you feel like cheerful and, and optimistic and, that's Especially funny. if you're somewhere like New York where it's actually like very Christmassy and cold and yeah. And if you're depressed about it, then just look around and tell yourself that everybody else is depressed too. <laughs> <laughs> That's the answer, exactly. Yeah. Are you a latkes wanna, or a donut? What do you like? Latkes uh, or donuts? I like depends, depends. I like my latkes. I like my sweet potato latkes. Oh. Um, yeah. Are you a sour cream or an applesauce? Applesauce for sure. Oh, no I like them both. Cream. Really? I like them both, yeah. Mm-mm. We do a uh, thing. Okay, let me tell you what we do. Okay. And I, as when I say we, I should say, like, a friend who's like a family member does this mm-hmm. every year. She okay. hosts us the first night of Hanukkah. Okay. And she makes the most delicious thing that you have ever seen. So she makes these beautiful, perfect latkes. And then we put a latka on the plate. You put a hamburger patty, okay, like a meat, you know, burger, then okay, a fried egg, avocado, <laughs> fried onions, and then all kinds of toppings like, you know, b- ranch and barbecue, whatever. And then another latka on top. And that is the dinner. Okay. It is so delicious. It sounds like a food challenge of some sort. It's, I can't explain to you. How, I'm going to post a picture because we're going tonight. I will post yes. a picture on our sub stack of this creation. So it's like a latka burger, but you don't have bread. It is so delicious. And she makes each latka perfect. You know what I mean? Like each one is perfectly salted. The potatoes are grated exactly right. The burger's perfect. The egg, you know, the runny egg. Oh, it's what do you think so about good. the the controversial opinion that latkes are just glorified hash browns? <laughs> no. There's no. so much love put into making latkes. I'm just saying, like, as a so mom. So much oil. So much oil. So much love. Everything smells. My house smells for a week after I make latkes, mm, at least. That's true. It's so that's gross. True. It's like going it's... to Benihana. Yeah. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when the last time you went to Benihana. I've that's never also been there. My, 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 uh, oh, right. Because you're. What yeah, is Benihana? Yes. What? Okay, so uh, there has to be a Jewish, a kosher version of Benihana. There just has to be. So you ever watch the Office episode where the Christmas episode where they go to they go to Benihana and it's like one of these restaurants where the tape, like the, the chef prepares everything in front of you. Oh, yes. And you're yes, sitting yes. around this square thing. Yes. And first of all, we need a kosher version of this. If there <laughs> isn't one, we we need to like do this and we'll be rich. I can't imagine Jews having patience and like wanting to watch. I don't know. It's that would- so much. No, but it's kind of like a show and it's so much fun. Yeah. And they're like, and the chef like makes things fly and then they always squeeze the sake <laughs> into your mouth. Oh my god! Uh, and and the no. chef will like throw a bit of food into people's mouth, and they have yeah, to catch no. it. No, it's Orthodox very, Jews are not doing that. Yeah, no. it's uh, it's it's very uh, kitschy and lovely, but it might. It, but it is also, um, if you are an Office fan like myself, it is also one of those things where it, it appears in the office. And in my old job, my team and I used to go uh, every year for Christmas. That was like our thing. That's we would so go cute. to a um, 
uh, hibachi place because oh, they're not hibachi. all Benihana. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I feel like Kanye was at a hibachi place when they took a picture of him recently. Really? Are we? Uh, he I mean, who shall not be named. He. <laughs> Are you not like following? Ever? I have a big map on my wall, and every time Kanye oh, somewhere, I have Kanye a pen. Now? I'm just kidding. Um, but speaking speaking of anti-Semitism, I do want to. Oh. And this is kind of the longest we've gone without talking about it. But I, I want to propose a new segment for this podcast, if you don't mind. Um, I want to call it "Things That Aren't the Holocaust," <laughs> and every week we will talk about something different mm-hmm. that people are comparing to the Holocaust, when in reality, it's not. Well, can um, so, I first say, like, what was the Holocaust and Hanukkah? There is, a, like, a connection. I mean... You want to explain obviously. to people what the Holocaust was? No. Okay, go ahead. I think they know. Allegedly. But, um, there's, like, mm-hmm. stories of Jews in the concentration camps and in the ghettos, like, going above and beyond, like, what a human being could do in order to light the menorah for Hanukkah. Really? Um, and, like, saving their potato scraps and, like, lighting them so that they had a menorah and, like, all this these different stories of, like, literal, what we would call mysterious nefesh, but, like, self-sacrifice, basically, in order to light the menorah. And I think it's just, sorry to be serious for a second, but it it's just such a reminder to me, like, when I'm annoyed or we're running late and we don't light menorah yet and I'm, like, yelling at my husband or whatever, or vice versa, which is probably the case, <laughs> um, more, more likely the case, um, that, like, Jews like take these things really seriously throughout history and lighting the menorah was one of the things that people literally risked their lives to do. Um, and when they were not allowed to, right, whether it was during the Spanish Inquisition or in Russia, you know, during pogroms or in the Holocaust, like Jews would do anything to have the ability to light menorah and celebrate Hanukkah any way they could. And it's just like, why can't we, embrace, like, we need to somehow live with that right as like free people living in a country that lets us do whatever the hell we want and so many jews opt out of doing hanukkah like it's just sad like there's no reason that a jew shouldn't light menorah what's sad is all the jokes that i'm not saying right now about (laughs) the holocaust and latkes and potato scraps and candles Fire. I, I mean, there's and, just so much to work with here. Where's Where's Michael Moynihan when you need him? <laughs> I there's so much to work with here. For one second, my own <laughs> grandmother telling me about Hanukkah and Auschwitz. I mean, what what more can I What can I say? What can I, I say about? I this? just really hope that when your kids complain about anything today, you will give them that lecture. Of course, I will. I've already done it today, <laughs> twice. Really. Two different what did, kids. What did, you, what did you tell them? I mean, one kid's like, I hope you got me blah, blah for Hanukkah. I'm like, do you know what Bubby Rosha got for Hanukkah when she was in Auschwitz? An extra serving of potato. Not even. Less. <laughs> she had less than her serving of potato. Okay? <laughs> and you're going to remember that. That's what I told my son. Oh, you want an <laughs> Xbox Five? What did yeah. Zadie have? Tell me. Zadie got an Xbox Two. <laughs> Zadie got a broken peeler, okay, (laughs) that he had to peel the potato with his teeth, okay, so that he could eat it. That's what he got. And that's what you're getting. Yeah. That's what I should get my kids. But no, but I want to talk. We should have like Holocaust related gifts. Like, like what? Like a set. You know how they do like sets? Oh my God. A set of pajamas. (laughs) Like, you know how they do, yeah, you know, like 
we they, they this is a horror. Never mind. I need. Never mind. I'm a very you bad person. That? You want to backtrack that? There's person. still time. There's still time to yeah. turn this around. What um, is wrong with me that I walk into a hot room and I'm like, I mean, am I in Auschwitz? What is happening here? <laughs> no, but I want to talk. Well, here I'm going to turn this around for you. Okay, go give for you it. Snape route. So, so this new segment that I'm launching here, are things okay. that aren't the Holocaust, things that are not so, the Holocaust. Yeah. So we're going to start with um this. Uh, I don't, have you heard of uh, the massacre? The great massacre of journalists that happened on Twitter that was exactly <laughs> like Kristallnacht but sadder. You're so, you heard yes. of this? I'm so sad for the CNN and Washington Post reporters who got kicked off of Twitter for two minutes. How yeah. long was it for? Yeah. A half I mean, hour. I'm just so glad my grandmother isn't alive to see this. I know. Never because, again. Never again. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of did people, someone compare it to the Holocaust? Uh, there's a Wikipedia entry. No, called like the Tuesday Massacre or something <laughs> like that, and people are calling it now. Okay, but oh I, I have God. to like here. Here I am going to make it less fun because there's nothing more fun than making fun of these people. But oh I God. always wonder with these things, especially working in social media, how much of it are these people actually saying that this was like crystal knocked? And how much of the chatter is people making fun of them for saying that? Right. And I'd right. like to think the majority of people are mocking them. Um, but just, but if, if you're <laughs> one person who said that and like, this is how it starts, everyone. This is exactly <laughs> what happened to my grandfather in 1936. He also got kicked off Twitter <laughs> for criticizing <laughs> Elon Musk. And that's, how, and you can't. know what, what happened then? You know, oh, so I just can't. I just can't. I, I'm, and just, we all know we're very protective about our Holocaust comparisons. I I don't know why everyone's. Fr- I mean, I do know why because the Holocaust is so egregious and horrible that like the worst thing that ever happened that we can relate to. So people automatically grab for it, but it needs to stop. Like just <laughs> stop don't grabbing compare. it. Yeah, stop comparing yeah. everything to it. Stop comparing people to Hitler. Just it's it's so unhelpful. It's just was, unhelpful. Yeah. Like, I would probably this. be more upset about the reporters being kicked off Twitter if there was no connection to Kristallnacht ever mentioned. <laughs> like, now I just don't care. Like, yeah. it, before, maybe I would have cared. Thank I, God Elon yeah. Musk is not Jewish. That's all I'm saying. Oh, my God. Every day I wake up thank and I, God. I, I pray. And I no, thank, thank God, God for not making Elon. And I, I don't hate Elon. I'm a fan. Yeah. Um. In general, I don't know what he's doing right now, but he's in, in uh, general Qatar tweeting from uh, the World Cup. Is he? Yeah. Oh, he went to the World Cup. Yeah. That's interesting. Did but you watch you know the I final? Th- no. Um. I was. I was. I was here with you. I have an um, but issue. But I did watch my phone blowing up. And by the way, when we decide, like, who do we root for, Argentina or France? It's like. The question is, like, who is less anti-Semitic? And that's a tough one. It's a tough one. Well, I was just going to say, I was very happy for Argentina to win. Mm -hmm. um, But Messi, um, who everyone loves, and I want to be on the Messi bandwagon because he's cool and, like, he's been in soccer. He's, He's, like, the best player ever. He's into short dudes. He's really not very hot. But anyway, he's he's kind of complicated when it comes to Israel. He has had some... Complicated really? feelings, and I, I just, I try not to make mm, everything about that. I know he, pr- he has no idea where Israel is. Somebody told well, him probably to say something. <laughs> I don't know. He canceled a, a friendly match that was supposed to happen in Jerusalem um, because he didn't want to play. And I'm sure that. he doesn't know 
that that even happened. <laughs> I'm Maybe. sure somebody did that for him. I it's don't know, not even it's about that. I don't even care about Messi and what he did. I care that I'm so obsessed that I like make everything about that. I need to like, yeah. work well, on cause myself. it sucks when it sucks when your entire being is controversial. Like it's not about the conflict. It's like yeah. just existing is controversial. Like my, I don't, I don't remember if I told this story, but my, my niece, my lovely, wonderful niece who is now traveling through South America and she's not a very political person. Um, and she, every time she tells somebody she's from Israel, she has to like defend herself yeah. because every second person she meets is like, oh, you mean Palestine? Oh, this and that. And then all of a sudden this poor kid who just wants to go and like get high in Brazil is starting to like, you know, lecture people about. So that's like really, me really when sucks. they hear I'm from Long Beach. They're like, oh, Long Beach. Are you in the Crips or the Bloods? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm you to defend everyone from. You're, uh, in, the, you're in the Jewish mafia. Yeah, the um, mafia. yeah. So it would be nice if for once, like just the, the entire identity could not be controversial. I would yeah, love that. Nice. I would. That would be my wish be nice. for my, my New Year's resolution is for Israel not to be um, controversial. We don't have to like everything we do, right. but you know, right. just like whatever. But I would love um, some nicer Hanukkah music. Let's be honest. Like nice we Hanukkah lost. Music. Yeah. We, we have one song called I have a little dreidel that makes me want to bang my head against the wall. It is terrible. Yeah. It's a terrible song. Um, I always, Christmas always, has always makes so me many think nice I'm songs. a little teacup. <laughs> I know. I but know. it's not that one. Um, There's so many good. Have- Christmas but Hanukkah songs. is is good food for once for the Jews. Yeah, that's true. There's good food. So, so one holiday we have like yeah, yeah. good food. Um, and can what I say something? About, yeah, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, what do you think about like the the? Uh, I put some stuff on our Instagram Ask a Jew Pod if you uh, are following that is like the ridiculous like Hanukkah decorations that I see out there and I'm like, uh, this is clearly not designed by Jews because Jews are not spending money on this shit. I know. <laughs> like, you and know, they're not spending money on a, a stuffed, like a gnome. blue and white unicorn or something. I know. Or I, don't a gnome. I don't really I mean, get it. Ma- give us like, you want Jews to spend money give us like a nice serving dish. <laughs> that can be used all year long. <laughs> that can be used all year long. <laughs> don't write Hanukkah on it because then it's, then well, it's you know, not everyone relevant. on this, uh, people who've listened to this podcast before know that I have a, I get enraged about things that are spelled H A N. Like oh, for really? Hanukkah, That's how I spell it. I cannot, I will not purchase an item if it is not spelled correctly with a C-H. With a C-H? With a it <sighs> is Hanukkah, okay? Yeah. That is the word. It is not Hanukkah. I know people can't say Hanukkah, which is fine. No judgment. If you can't say it, you can't say it. But why are we misspelling it now? Like, I don't understand why every item at Marshall's has to have H-A-N-N, whatever, however you spell it. What's the weirdest Hanukkah item you've seen? Those gnomes really piss me off. Like, who decided <laughs> that blue and white gnomes are going to like be successful? I don't. And are they like mocking rabbis? I just don't get it. <laughs> they really bother me. I'm like, I'm like angry about them. Honestly, Maybe, I would just love. I I love to see like the marshals committee that sits somewhere <laughs> in the Midwest, and it's all like the, a bunch of dudes 
Um, and yeah. they're all just like, what, how do we get like, you know, what would Jews like? <laughs> they like men with beards, don't they? Well, I think they like blue and white. Those are their team colors. I will tell you <laughs> that I experienced a hate crime last week because I was in a grocery store. I'm so sorry that happened to you. there was an end, you know, like at the end of the aisle, the end mm-hmm. cap or whatever they call it, had like a Hanukkah display. Okay. And there was a box of candy, blue and white, happy Hanukkah on it. And it was not kosher. And I was like, <laughs> hate crime on aisle 13. Okay. <laughs> Because how are you selling Hanukkah candy that is not kosher? That, that I just is, don't that understand. That your Holocaust. No, it is a hate crime, and I'm angry about it. Um, there's so many th- – this this month, I am, I'm kind of an angry person today. I don't know why. Can I ask you a question, though, an important yeah. question? Do you think in, in Auschwitz your grandmother would have eaten it? No. Really? <laughs> I don't know. Wow. <laughs> I have no idea. She, she was starving, it with a so foil she could have eaten it. anything. Exactly. Um, uh, no, that's but funny. I, I remember seeing a Passover matzah once. The a matzah that said "not kosher for Passover." On re- it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I've seen that before. Um, but come on, Hanukkah candy—that's not kosher. That's not fair. Yeah. Um, the milk chocolates, also, like you have to because you know we are very careful about kosher. So mm. the worst thing to happen is like if I eat meat. And then there's only milk chocolate gelt, then I can't eat them. I have to wait six hours. So I like to have pariv, which is not dairy, um, milk, non dairy chocolate gelt along with dairy, because that way you can have options. How do you like your donuts? Plain or. Okay, a couple of years ago, we went, a couple of years ago, my sister and I took the kids and we went on a donut crawl and we went to six different bakeries in LA in the valley. Oh. And tried all their donuts one day of Hanukkah. They have really fancy so ones fun. now, right? Oh my God. They have them with like stuffed with caramel and I don't know, like Oreo lotus and, and Oreo yeah. and toppings and pistachio. And oh my God, they're In so In Israel, good. they have the ones that come with like, um, like the plastic, uh, what's it called? Like, like when you inject with a needle. Yes. Yes. The injector um, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and filled with and filling. Right. Yeah. And, you, and you pump it in two years ago. Oh, oh, I can't so believe it was good. two years ago. Cause I remember it was, it was around when I was listening to the fifth column two years ago, I made and it was like COVID. It was like 2020 mm. COVID. And I was like, decided that I'm going to make donuts. And I did. Wow. Really and it good. was, let me tell you, it was not worth it. No, um, it's not worth it. But it was it was fun. They I'm actually going tasty. to Israel on Wednesday, so I'm hoping because oh. um, I'll be there for the last part of Hanukkah. I'm hoping to get some delicious sufganiyot and uh, mm. other treats. Um, they're on my my diet is like eat lots of fried food and donuts. That's yeah, the, I have the um, expert opinion on what I should be eating right now. I have an event today. Um, uh, today today we're recording this. It's the first candle, and I'm I'm kind of like. All I've eaten so far today is a half a bag of um, candy corn flavored popcorn. No, is it <laughs> so, good? It's amazing. Oh my gosh. Um, that doesn't sound good. But yeah, I'm very, uh, I'm very hopeful about the uh, the menu there tonight. But I think <laughs> is it a I, I don't, party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It's a first candle thing. But yeah, I, I, my, um, my rule with that stuff is only eat it like at a thing. Like I'm not gonna like just buy a. A donut, a donut and like eat it at home every day of the week because right. I've been doing that for you know the last three months. Of <laughs> Here's the <laughs> thing about jelly donuts. Place. I'll tell you that my my take on jelly donuts. Okay, mm-hmm. they're delicious 
like straight out of the oven, super fresh. Yeah. Like even six hours later, they're disgusting. They're like a yeah, shoe. They're like falafel. I mean, they're not good. Yeah. They're like, it's like falafel. falafel. Yeah. They don't have a good shelf life. They do they not have, have a good shelf life. And, and okay. Controversial I hate when the opinion. jelly like oozes out the other side and goes all over your clothes. And I just, it's, it's a lot. Controversial opinion. Okay. They smell a lot better than they taste. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. agree. So no, I don't have totally to be, agree. You don't have to be jealous of of the Jews on um, Hanukkah. On Hanukkah. Such, a funny, yes. such a funny holiday. There was, I'll tell you a really cute, a sweet thing, okay? There's a rabbi in our community when I was growing up who would come around mm-hmm. to some of our homes and give us, because well, we don't do presents really. In mm-hmm. the Hasidic world, we do like what really? we call Hanukkah gelt. We get money, not yeah. gifts. I mean, some families do. would do gifts mm-hmm. and whatever, but mostly we do Hanukkah gelt. And he would come around and he would give you like based on your age, right? So you'd get like a dime. And then like when you were a little older, you'd get like a quarter and then <laughs> like 60 cents. Okay. And then I was like in 12th grade, I would get like a dollar. Whoa. And then when I got married, he continued coming and I would get a dollar and 10 cents. Oh, <laughs> isn't that's that so cute. sweet? It was the sweetest. Like it felt so good, honestly. Like yeah. that's the thing about kids is like it's not what you give them; it's the way you make them feel. And the fact that he came to our house, knocked on the door to deliver mm-hmm. this gift to us, like it meant more than anything. It didn't matter that it was a dollar or yeah. ten cents. You know, today um, kids would be like, "Are you kidding me? I Only know a dollar. What am I going to do with this?" I yeah. know my kids are really annoying about money, it's just true. for inflation. Yeah. They need yeah. if it's not a twenty, forget it. My little nephew, he's he's very little. He's like eight, and he's obsessed with money. He can tell you like who all the rich people are in the world. And <laughs> so when I came to Israel, I was like, I'm going to give him a gift. I'm, he has he has money. All he sit, he sits all day counting his money. And I'm like, I'm going to give him a gift. I'm going to give him twenty dollars because I don't think he has a twenty dollar bill. Yeah. Um, and he lives in Israel, so honestly, you know, obviously, it's just kind of more for you know decoration. Um. So I gave it to him and he was so excited. His eyes Aww. lit up and I was like, have you ever seen a $20 bill? And he, th- he, he's, he, he's about to say no, but then he like thinks better of it. And he's like, yes, but I haven't seen a hundred dollar bill. <laughs> I was like, you <laughs> little Jew. That's adorable. <laughs> Did you fork over a hundred dollar bill to him? No. <laughs> no, but if you talk to him, uh, he'll tell you what stocks to invest in. He's very, um, oh my God. very financially savvy. That's actually really funny. Um, all um, right. Okay. What? So you're going to a Hanukkah party tonight. Are you doing anything else for Hanukkah? Party? Um, no, I was um, supposed to go. It's funny. I had tickets to a Billy Joel concert tomorrow Ooh. night, and I just got an email that it's been canceled. Oh, really? Why? So I hope Billy is okay. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe he remembered it was Hanukkah and that he's a Jewish boy <laughs> from Long Island and he wanted to, it's like, oh no, I have to, you know, light the sec. Actually, I was looking for, well, I was looking forward to it for many reasons, but I also wondered if he'd do like something Hanukkah-ish. Yeah, that's cute. Because he is a Jewish boy from Long Island. Um, that's cute. Well, so, I'm going to yeah. be in Israel, so I will, um, I don't know if we'll record while I'm there, but we'll, uh, that's sure a shame. We'll, I'll post some stuff on our social media. If you want yes. to follow my trip, um, follow us on social media. Yes. And um, happy Hanukkah happy to everybody Hanukkah listening. To and to the yeah. Christians, uh, thank you for sitting through this. Like I said, um, <laughs> there will be a Christmas episode just for you. So if That's you're right. Jewish, don't listen to that one. And if you're a Christian, don't listen to this one. 
Oh my god! Yeah, um, we have like five listeners. They need to listen to all of something it. Something for everyone. Um, no, listen almost, to everything and share. All it. of our all of our Jewish listeners are related to you. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, happy Hanukkah, everyone, yeah. and see you in the new. Oh no, we have a couple more episodes. Okay, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll do a, a New Year's episode. <laughs> yeah, New Year's resolutions. Yes, exactly. Twenty twenty three. Here we come. Bye. Bye.